This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. Even if they don't offer the Roth 401k, don't make that an excuse not to save money in there, right? Because you want to take advantage of any kind of match at all. It's, it's free money, it's 100%. So we want free money first. And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. Yeah, the best, um, I think, statement we ever heard was you move from forever tax to never tax. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. All right, welcome to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the Retirement People, bringing you information every single Saturday right here on KZIM, KSIM from 7 to 8 a.m. You got to get up early if you want the information. Good morning, Danielle. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. If they don't want to get up early, they can still listen to us. It's brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. Okay, so there's the deal. We have to make sure that people know that we're bringing this information oh, yeah, to them. Absolutely. And they also need to know that they can listen to us anywhere in the world, okay? Correct. Because they have an app. It's the KZIM, KSIM app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Uh, you can go to our website. You can go to theinnovativeteam.com. You can check out past episodes on there. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> you can also um, shoot us an email. At the retirement playbook at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And let us know what's going on with you and your life and how we can maybe help you mm-hmm. with your retirement picture. And lots of people out there need help, man. And that's why we do this show. It is. It and, is. Start and the process. Start the process. Give us a call at 332 7855. 332 7855. Or again, go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com. Mm-hmm. There it is. So you can also download our retirement income toolkit at our website. So when you're there looking at our past radio shows, make sure you take a look at our retirement income toolkit. It is completely complimentary. Um, you can see a button that says find out more. You can download four outstanding articles that kind of jumpstart your retirement planning process, talking about Social Security, tax planning, our generational vault that everybody loves um, right. that we provide for all our clients. So check that out, too, while you're on our website. Do it. There it is. Do it. <laughs> Go it's now. Innovativeteam.com. <laughs> All right. We've got a great show we lined do. up for you today. We're back and we're better than ever. Yeah. Oh, okay? yeah. Gosh. And uh, we're going to talk about ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. I think this and is a big fear for a lot of people. It don't really you? is. Yes, absolutely. And and uh, I always say this right here is that uh, if it's okay to work in retirement, but it's the reason as to why you're working. Mm-hmm which is important and it shows the lack or um, the good planning that you did. Mm-hmm. In other words, do you have to be working or do you want to be working? Right, right. Big difference there, folks. Big difference. And we want everyone to say, well, it's because I want to. Right. I enjoy it. Yep. Because if exactly you have right. to, that means you did a lack of planning. Yep. Okay. And a lack of saving and those kinds of things. Don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's going to sneak up on you. Everybody says, look, when you have kids, time goes by so fast, enjoy it and all that kind of stuff. It, it's every aspect mm-hmm. of everyone's life. Life moves fast, no matter how old or young you are. That's right. It sure does. It will be here before you know it. And yep. you don't want to be sitting there with nothing. You so know? these are ways to avoid returning, like you said, because you don't want to go back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because you're trying not to go back to work. You want to enjoy retirement and do whatever you want to do. Yes. Yeah. So this okay. is a good one. So... Okay, so let's just jump right in yep. to it uh, today about, remember, we want to make sure that you don't have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it was said by Ben Franklin, uh, that he once wrote, that nothing is guaranteed in life but death and taxes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. We have. Yeah. Um, and even the best retirement plans, by the way, can go astray. Um, and it's not always... Um, a lack of funds mm-hmm. that drives people back to the workforce. Uh, that's probably one of the major reasons uh, why people do, but it's not always the way. A uh, reason why people go back to work in retirement. A lot of times it's because you're missing that fulfillment mm-hmm. and that purpose. You know, um, And how many times have we seen it mm-hmm. where people retire and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, what am I going to do every right. day? Right, right. I mean, you can only play so much golf. Right, and... Exactly. Golf. And you may not, and some people don't have a hobby. 
Well, so they're trying to figure out what that is. And let's face it, some people when they get to retirement age aren't physically able to mm-hmm. do that. That's true. That's and have, true. have activities. So, you know, it's just like the financial aspect of your life. You need to have a plan mm-hmm. as to what you're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis um, when you retire. Yeah. We talk about that too, that lifestyle retirement plan. Having purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing, man, is having purpose in life. If you don't have a purpose in your life, if you don't know why you're living, then you're, you, what's going on? I right. mean, you got to have a purpose in life. And, um, it's, it's not just to say, Hey, I want to make money is not a purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, uh, to, to your point, we're talking about not going back into the workforce, but you know, I look at my, my grandpa, right. Who doesn't want to retire ever. I mean, he, you know, now he's cut back, you know, in in the hours, you know, just because he's, he's older, um, obviously. Uh, but you know, he enjoys it. That's what he wants to do. That is his purpose. It's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Not a destination. Yep. Yep. So today... We're going to talk about options mm-hmm. if you want to retire and stay retired. Ah, yeah. That's the that's the rub. Yeah. That's it right there. That's why we're doing this show. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Journey. You know, they just had the Def Leppard and Journey concert. Last weekend. Yeah, last yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't go, but um, we had a lot of friends that went. Heard it was good. Some people just can't get out of the 70s and 80s, <laughs> man. I mean, you know, this music is like... They just can't get out of it. And, you know, for some good reasons, actually. Yeah. I mean, you hey, can some make of that's an argument. the best music out there. I, well, that's what I was getting at is, you know, some of this music today is yeah. just crap. Well, you, you know, know, I'm a Phil Collins and Michael Jackson girl. So, Well, yeah. And so, you know, they're so just you stuck could, in the 80s. I could, you could put me stuck there, too. <laughs> all right. Okay. So off of, we got a little off topic there. So, all right. So tell us a little bit more. Um, don't, the journey. Don't, yeah, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing in retirement. Don't stop. Oh, okay. oh no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you do not want me to sing. No. <laughs> but uh, the don't stop believing song, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in retirement. That's right. We're adding retirement. Right. Anyway. All right. So almost. Uh, but these ways are actually come from the U.S. News and World Report article from 2018, July. Uh, not Steve Perry and the boys from The Journey. This first option that I want to talk about today uh, that I feel is very important to consider. And I've helped many people retire mm-hmm. in this area. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we do. It is. And 17 it, years now, right? That, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that brings me more satisfi- satisfaction. Uh, satis- oh my God. <laughs> Are you making up I, words again? <laughs> I am. I, satisfaction. I'm here satisfaction. for you. Satisfaction. That's another song. And, and that's another song. <laughs> Maybe we have a theme. I, I, all right. Okay. Uh, but really than to help people retire mm-hmm. and realize that, oh my gosh, I can retire. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I'm not going to run out of money. And oh my gosh, I can actually retire at 62 instead of waiting until 65 or 66. And do what I want to do. And do what I want to do. Yeah. But you don't know that unless you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but one common reason for retirees to return to the work is simply mm-hmm. boredom. Mm-hmm. They're bored. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some people focus solely on achieving their financial retirement goals, but neglect to think enough about what they will actually do in retirement. Again, we just hit on that. Mm-hmm. When they get to retirement, they find themselves without a purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, you, you just can't live life that way, no matter what phase of, uh, you're in, in mm-hmm. life. And so it's very, very important that we have all of this worked out before you actually retire. So how do people avoid that, you know, wandering without a purpose feeling? You know, is there a retirement plan that can kind of help with that? So a retirement savings plan um, is half of the Mm -hmm. blueprint, Mm -hmm. as we were just discussing. Right. Designing how you will have a purposeful retirement is so equally important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to give you some tips here. Take a pre-retirement vacation and practice how you will live. Okay, before you actually retire. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So number one, what activities excite you the most about retiring? Mm, That's a good question. That's thought provoking. Number two, where will you go and who will you interact with? Mm -hmm. And I would actually take that a step further. You know, you might have a a best friend and and his or her um, spouse, Mm -hmm. but do you want to have some diversification there too? Right. Right. If you're always seeing and always hanging out with the same exact people all the time. Is that okay? Is that okay? (laughs) Right. And it may be. And maybe, absolutely. But I'm just saying you might want to have a group of Mm -hmm. people. 
right? with different likes and different interests. With different yeah. likes and different interests to give you some diversification, yep. so you're not stuck in the same, you know, mold every time you hang out with people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three, where will you live? Mm. That's another big one. You know, um, a lot of people have that plan of, hey, my house is paid off because everybody that's retiring is going to have their house paid off. Right? <laughs> right. I knew you were going to bring our, that in. That's our big deal. <laughs> it we is. want your house paid off by the you time do. you retire. Um, but but are you going to stay in that mm-hmm. home? Or are you going to maybe sell that and pay cash then for a different place? You know, uh, maybe in Florida or, or maybe you'll have two places. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll live half a year in one house and half a year, the other half in the other house, you know. Yeah. You work with a lot of people who, you know, well, want to leave do. during the winter and come back right. because grandkids are here or whatever the situation is. So, right. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So where will you live? Maybe multiple places. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want. I hope you are able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is on your bucket list and how will you bring that list to life? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Right. Because you can have the list. <laughs> But if you can't, you know, actually I mean, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most people do, I think, have somewhat of a bucket mm-hmm. list. At least a few items. Yeah. You know, um, but here's the deal. So I just gave you four very good questions to ask yourself. And I want you to sit down with your spouse if you're getting within 10 years of retirement mm-hmm. and go over these questions and answer them and write down your answers. Right. Put it in a book and revisit it every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you and your spouse are still on the same page. No pun intended. Yep, that's right. So I think let's recap them. What activities excite you most about retiring? Where will you go and who will you interact with? Where will you live? What is on your bucket list and how will you bring that list to life? Those are all great. They are. Yeah. They are. And, um, you know, we could probably even come up with a few more. Oh, but yeah. that's kind of our starting Good point starting there. starting point. Yep. Absolutely. Um, retirement is a new chapter in your life and creating an outline before you start to write it can help ensure you avoid writer's block. <laughs> okay. You don't want to sit there and go, well, crap, I don't know. What am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And what are my answers to these? You don't want to answer them, you know, like now that you're already retired, mm-hmm. let's get a plan. Like I said, within 10 years of retirement, you should have these answers or these questions answered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Agreed. you know, those are some things that to think about, you know, before you, um, uh, in, in addition to, excuse mm-hmm. me, in addition to the financial planning right. that you should be doing before you retire, not after mm-hmm. or at. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That's all good stuff. All right. So, um, we're going to take a break, mm-hmm. but when we come back, I want to talk about, uh, a few things, including the enormous, enormous, enormous. I was going to say huge and enormous, putting those two words together. <laughs> I love all your made up words. I know. Well, you know, I, it, anyway. It just comes to you. <laughs> the enormous jump that companies are experiencing, or individuals are experiencing from long-term care insurance. Mm. If you own long-term care insurance, it's just unreal. You've experienced it probably if you have it. If you don't have it, we'll talk about it next. It's all right here on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 573-332-7855 or visit theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. This is what we do, folks. This is why you listen to this show. We're going to talk about every aspect of retirement, not just, you know, financial uh, updates or news or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's, It's, hey, we focus on the planning piece of this. And that's the difference between working with a financial services professional 
and an investment manager. Mm-hmm. We want to look at every aspect of your retirement life. Okay. Well, and I, yeah, exactly. And that's why we're talking about some other things besides just the financial piece. You know, that's what you're great at. You really do get to know everybody and say, okay, what are your goals and aspirations and dreams? And let's make sure that the plan works for that. <laughs> you know, you can have, have money, but if it's the money's not working for you, it's not doing any good. You know, I, uh, we have a lot of meetings with people and mm-hmm. their initial meetings to say, um, before someone comes a client and I want to know what's important to them. And if all they want to know about is, well, how can you uh, double my money or, or what's your ready return? And, you know, I want to buy stock. I mean, look, that's not that's OK. That might be a piece of mm-hmm. a financial plan, but that is not a financial plan. Right. And if that's all you're worried about, you need to go see someone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we want to focus and make sure that we understand who you are, what you're trying to do. And more importantly, how we're going to get you there. Right. Yep. And I love that, you know, I know we talk about this in, in other shows, but all the reports that we have to you, because I mean, like you said, we're going to provide so much information to everybody when we're working on those plans that I mean, it's just, whew, I mean, you're going to be ready to go. <laughs> all That's the customized right. reports are just fantastic. Well, I know we're going to talk about long term care, right? Because we kind of wrapped up the first segment talking that, hey, we want to give you some information on long term. Yeah. So I was just reading an article in mm-hmm. Investment News, um, which actually just got bought out, by the way. I didn't know if you. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. By a group from, um, it's actually called Bond Hill. They're mm. from London. Mm. Anyway, um, it's a publication for financial uh, advisors. And one of the articles in there was in the insurance news section, which was Genworth raises cost on long term care insurance 50 Eight percent. Wow. People understand and most of the time I think appreciate what long term care insurance mm-hmm. is and what how it can help you. You know, basically if you need to go into a nursing home or any kind of long term care facility, um, or even in home health care, that's what long term care insurance is designed to do is help you pay for that because it can be very, very, mm-hmm. very, very expensive. Anywhere from five thousand dollars a month all the way up to probably, you know, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. a month if you needed acute care. So that can be very expensive and it can wipe out your entire savings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. And so anyway, um, so it's important, right? I mean, in, in not every situation deems that you should have traditional mm-hmm. long-term care mm-hmm. insurance, but 58%. So um, they received an approval from state regulators this year to raise costs an average of 58% on some long-term care insurance policies. Uh, affecting tens of millions of dollars worth of annual insurance premiums the company receives from consumers. I mean, look, it's a real risk. It's something you need to have a plan for. Mm-hmm. It's not always to buy long-term care insurance. Maybe you have set of your uh, portfolio, a part of your portfolio set aside for that. Um, you know, they have now newer hybrid policies where, you know, yes, it takes, um, for example, it takes a look at your your non-qualified money and says, okay, Let's set aside fifty thousand dollars for that, and that instead of putting it in a, a, a in a portfolio or a strategy, let's put it into an insurance product where you still have access to your money, um, or if you need it for long term care, it's leveraged up uh, for that. So maybe a sixty year old can, if they put fifty thousand dollars into this, maybe they'll have you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars set aside for long term care expenses, and then also the on the back end is that most people complain about traditional long-term care insurance because you pay for it, and if you don't use it, you lose those premiums you paid. Well, that's not the case with these newer hybrid policies because you always have access to a portion of your money plus then long-term care. And then if you don't use long-term care, it does have a death benefit as well associated with like a life insurance uh, policy would have. So uh, if you have any questions about that or if you're interested and if that's something you want to look into, we Mm -hmm. can help you with that here. 332-7855. 332-7855. Give us a call and, and, and let us know that you want more information mm-hmm. on long-term care. Yeah, I think bottom line is it's not what you sometimes think of, right? So there's a lot of options within it. And so, I mean, a 58% increase. Wow. And look, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of companies have gotten out of this business because the baby boomer generation is just, you know. Draining it, them. It's draining <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, it, truly. It will drain them, you yeah. know. And, um, you Everybody's know. living longer. Actually, right here, the CFO, Kelly Groh, told investors the rates are actuarially justified and will continue to be the focus of ours to help mitigate margin pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's too much pressure on the fund coming out. It's kind of like Social Security. Right. You know, we have so many people taking off or receiving benefits from it now that 
that um, you know it's it's exhausting the fund, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Yeah, as well. yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up because again, that is that deals with your retirement. This right. is called the retirement playbook. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, that that's quite the increase. Right. Yep. And like you said, it sounds like it's going to continue. Correct. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It didn't look like it it's going to change. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So do we want to dive back into 10 ways to avoid returning to the workforce or not 10 ways? <laughs> I'm just making up stuff over here, too. You know, <laughs> ways you know. to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Sound yeah. Let's good? do it. Let's okay. do it. What do you got? So, you know, we talked about the four questions that you said that was kind of more about how are you going to live in retirement? You know, what's your what's your lifestyle retirement going to look like? Thought those were great. So those are good questions to ask. And, um, you know, I think there's something else that's pretty important to consider and you kind of already alluded to it. Yeah. And that's definitely, absolutely no questions about it. Um, it's your social security mm-hmm. benefits and it's still the foundation to anyone's retirement. I don't care how much money you have. Um, I don't care how, what your income is. Uh, it, it, it's still the most important. It's the foundation to your, to us, to a good solid financial retirement income plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and the question, there's only one thing you can do about your social security benefits that you can actually control once you actually retire. Okay. You can control during your working years, how much you make. Well, I guess to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you can't. Right. There's, there's you're usually a cap depending on the yeah, position and exactly. yeah. And, and if you're not willing to move and, and make changes and obtain additional education, you know, I mean that, you know, yeah, yeah all the things, so, all those things. So you can't control how much you're going to make. You can to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but again, most of the time you can't choices definitely not when you retire you can't mm-hmm. go back in time right and add to it and add to it <laughs> right, right right yeah um and so and then the second one is we don't know how long you're going to live mm-hmm. i mean obviously that if we knew how long we we're going to live we would you know know exactly when to take our benefits mm-hmm. you know based on a break even analysis um but so you can't control one which is how much money you made over your career you can't control when you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but <yeah>. that's not <laughs> so, something typically people, people hopefully they're not doing that. Consider. Yeah. Yep. And then the third thing is, is what you can control is deciding when and how to apply for your benefits. Okay. So it's very, very important because you have to get it right the first time. All right. You, if you can't go back and say, Oh, I changed my mind. I want to mm-hmm. defer. Just know. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah. so knowing when you should choose to begin receiving your benefits or for which type of benefits mm-hmm. you should file requires you to first know how your Social Security benefits will be calculated. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. All right. Um, understanding the f- two factors that will most affect your retirement benefit, which is, number one, your primary insurance amount. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your primary insurance amount? It's your full retirement age benefit, okay? What's full retirement age? Well, for most people, full retirement age means 67. If you've already retired or you're right there, it's 66 in a few months, okay? But let's just use 67 as a, as a benchmark. <clears throat> Excuse me, the full retirement age, okay? And um, the, 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 wh- wh- why it's so important to understand what your benefit is is uh, at, at full retirement age, which again is called your primary insurance amount. That's because everything you decide from when to how to take your benefits, that's the starting point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, when we do our Social Security maximization reports, we have to know what your primary insurance amount is. Okay, and we'll know what your retirement full retirement age is by your date of birth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. That's and, set in stone. <laughs> yeah, that's set in stone. And yeah. by the way, you can get all that information on our retirement income toolkit. Okay, so just go to our website, theinnovativeteam.com. Click, you'll see our picture there in the radio show. Just say, find out more, hit that button, and you'll be able to download. That's one of the pieces mm-hmm. that we talk about or that we have in there, which is about Social Security. And it shows what your full retirement age is based on your actual date of birth. Gives you all the lingo. It does. Yeah. Now, it's not customized to you. One of the reports that we provide to our clients and potential clients is customization reports, but it does have great information to get started. Yeah. 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 Great. Okay. So, obviously, taking your benefit at a certain time is pretty important, right? Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's a huge uh, part of how this all works and the success of your retirement plan. I mean, let's face it. I don't mean to be dramatic, mm-hmm. but if you're not making the best decision when it comes to Social Security, mm-hmm. okay. Well, you're leaving money on the table. You're leaving money on the mm-hmm. table. 
And I'll be honest with you, we show on, on our Social Security maximization reports that we do, um, it shows you how much more you will collect by following our suggested strategy versus the earliest age, full retirement age, or age 70. Because mm -hmm. those are the three ages that most people associate with Social Security. Right. 62, 67, or 66, depending on how old you are, and then 70. So your full retirement age, your beginning eligibility, which is 62, and then the, the longest you can defer your benefits, which is age 70. Okay. Are people surprised at how much more money? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I sure that's say, a shock. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have the official number, but I would say the average difference mm -hmm. between taking the optimized strategy and uh, the earliest age, which is 62, is somewhere around $75,000 mm -hmm. over their lifetime. So yeah. I don't want you to think of it as, hey, this is what my paycheck is going to be at these different ages. Right. Yeah, that's important. And yeah, that's part of it. But really what we want you to think about when it comes to your Social Security benefits is how much are you going to collect over your lifetime? Mm -hmm. Like like how much you know money are you going to collect? And a lot of times for a married couple that you know both spouses worked in the workforce, it's not uncommon to see a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if it's a million dollars, we need to treat it like a million dollar asset. Right, right. Like okay? you said. And I think most people would say, oh yeah, let's make the best decision for that million dollars. Right, right. And if that's the case, then that's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to get a actual customized report. Mm -hmm. When you're a married couple. Now, if you're single, it's a totally different story. You do a break-even analysis and, and, and it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. uh, but for a married couple, you've got so many other variables because you have spousal benefits, you've got survivorship benefits, you've got all these different things going on. And it's, you know, there's maybe 20,000 different calculations because there's 96 months between the age 62 and age 70. And if that's the case, we need to make sure that down to the month that you elect your benefits is the right decision mm -hmm. for you. And that report gives all those options. And that report gives you all the options. So if you're interested in maximizing your benefits, get on our website request more information, or give us a call at 332-7855 and we'll help you maximize your Social Security benefits because that is the foundation to a good, solid retirement income plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And it's all part of our retirement playbook process. It is. An innovative yep. financial solution. So. Yep. It's a big part. Like you said, you call it the foundation. That's what you use. So yeah, yeah. starting point. Okay. Yeah. So We've, we got to take a break. Oh gosh. Okay. okay. That was yeah, quick. Well, that know. one flew by. It, it did. <laughs> We're having so much fun. That's right. That it flew by and we got to take a break. So I'm cutting you off. Oh, okay. All, all right. right. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about some more ways to avoid returning to the Fort workforce in retirement. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we use this simple 11-question survey to help you gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit mycolorofmoney.org to get your score or give us a call today at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Uh, Man, you were ready. I know. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. It's, we're halfway through the show. We've yeah. had lots of coffee already. We're ready. We're ready. Well, actually, really, I'm excited to talk about this next topic because I think a lot of people say this when they're talking about getting ready for retirement. So I think this one's important to talk about. So, um, you know, which a lot of people tell you they're going to downsize or they're, they want to relocate or, you know, whatever it is when they're preparing as far as their their household, you know, where they're going to live and what they're going to do. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, I will, but I have to do something real quick. What's that? I want to follow up from the conversation on Social Security that we uh, had last segment. You and Social Security. <laughs> it's important. It is, it is. All right, what else would you like to say? I just introed our next segment. Now you're jumping around. I'm sorry. All I, right. I know you're on a plan and I you're am a planner. planner. I am a planner. All right. You know, I'm going to put you off, though, on okay. this plan. Go off your soap. minute. Soapbox, here you go. Okay. Um, you know, we were talking about social security, making the best decision, making sure you maximize your benefits. Only way to do that is through a customized report. Mm -hmm. But I did want to bring up something that was also in investment news that appeared August 20th. Mary, excuse me, Mary Beth Franklin. She writes an article on retirement planning every, every week. And her article this week in the title of it is social security finances worsen. 
New report predicts earlier exhaustion of trust fund in 2032. Yes, there's a trust fund that is in place to help fill the void between the number of people contributing to Social Security benefits and the number of people collecting it. Okay. And what this report is saying is that um, the, the, the trust fund will be depleted in 2032. And that's scary because that sounds like it's like way far away mm-hmm. and it's not. Now that was if nothing changes. Is that correct? We're talking about 14 years from now. Correct. Yeah, yeah correct. correct. If nothing changes. Yeah. And, you know, she, she says the share of retirees dependent on Social Security for more than 90% of their income increased from 43% of the people in 1991 to 46%. So nearly half in 2012. Nearly half of people getting benefits, uh, their benefits account for 90% of their income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That is not good Mm-mm. that is a result of not good planning right you know you can say oh well, i'm just paycheck the paycheck well that's great but what are you spending that paycheck on mm-hmm. yeah you need to reevaluate man come on people let's go are you serious yeah this is terrible yeah. so um anyway it, it's it don't mean to be depressing at all I but i mean my goodness. good update though yeah. good update and, and i think we've mentioned some of that before so you know that's important to kind of know that hey we've got to we've got to stay focused on social security because it is important it is the foundation but we also got to watch the leg- legislation and what's happening out there so well we need these knuckleheads to get their act together <laughs> that's what we need and get something done right to help this you know yeah and um and and, and you know i know that there's a lot more people okay and um even the article here, I'll just read directly from it. Social security has evolved into a core pillar of retirement. Social security providing benefits to retirees, disabled workers and their dependent spouses, children and survivors. But social security was never designed to be the sole source of income, retirement income. Mm -hmm. Retirees were expected to supplement their benefits with pension income and personal savings. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, that plan has not worked out for many Americans. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, we do things in our world and our life to try to help um, ease the burden of certain things. And when Social Security came about in the 30s, it was to help with the Great Depression, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to try to help people get through that and, and not live in poverty. And I think the basis of it is a pretty good idea. Um, you know, if you're contributing to it and then you collect a benefit in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're paying for it. The problem is you do it for so the entire country and you've got so many people. And then it became an issue of, okay, well, hey, we've got this little trust fund over here. What else can we use that money for? And so we have issues. Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, and I don't think it's it's just gotten so big, mm-hmm. you know. And so anyway. Yeah. Yeah, things right. to watch. Yep. I'm off my soapbox. Okay, can we talk about, you yeah. know, other things that people... So we talked a lot about lifestyle planning when you get to retirement. Obviously, we talked about Social Security. Brock's passionate about that one. So, but I think one of the other big topics that, you know, I kind of intro just a minute ago is that people a lot of times say they're going to downsize or they're going to relocate when it comes to retirement. So I think, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So um, relocating, you know, moving to a new place, buying an additional place mm-hmm. for retirement. Um you know, seniors flock to warm places like Florida, like Arizona. Um, and it's for more than just the weather, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. because neither of those two states, Arizona or Florida, have state income taxes. Right. Okay. And that means you can avoid state taxes on retirement income by moving there or to one of the six other states that have the same taxation policy. Now, I will say this about that. Uh, even though they don't have state income taxes, the money's got to come from somewhere. Right. <laughs> taxes okay? are somewhere else. <laughs> taxes are somewhere else yep. embedded yep. Yep. in their life somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, actually, according to a bankrate.com article from July of 2018 entitled, Is a State with No Income Tax Better or Worse? Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting article there. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Seven U.S. states forego individual income taxes as of 2018. Alaska, not really a retirement destination. <laughs> Only for cruises. Flo- yeah. <laughs> uh, Florida, 
Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Residents of New Hampshire and Tennessee are also spared from handing over extra chunk of their paycheck, though they do pay tax on dividends and income from investments. So no matter the climate of your feelings about cowboys or casinos, <laughs> there is a state within income tax benefits for you. There you go. There you go. So there's your choices. There's your choices. <laughs> if that's if you what you're looking for. Yeah. If you don't want to pay the state income tax, there you go. Right. So, you know, what if, what you know, a lot of people don't want to move, right? So what happens if they want to stay close to friends and family? That's fine. Um, a lot of people downsize because mm-hmm. uh, several reasons. Number one is that they don't want to take care of a bigger house. You're right. You got to mow the lawn. You got to take care of all this kind of stuff. So, you know, the the, the difference is, is that um, downsizing your home, you have lower maintenance mm-hmm. um, and utility cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have lower property taxes. Um, so there's lots of uh, benefits to downsizing. Uh, obviously, you know, you can put some money in your pocket too, right. right? If you sold your bigger home and then you, you know, you bought a condo or a zero maintenance home or whatever it might be. Um, but the U S there's a, there is an article in U S news and world report entitled how to decide whether downsizing is the right choice for you. Now I won't say that, Hey, you know, sell your home and go rent something. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, that's sometimes defeats the purpose as well, as far as, uh, from a financial standpoint, but, uh, uh, anyway, that mm-hmm. there there are some uh, good positive things to downsizing when it comes to your living conditions. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some pros and cons. Okay. That way we can give people some lists, right? So let's talk about the pros of downsizing. Okay, so the pros are some of the things I already mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them though is that you will gain um, access to the equity in your home. So in other words, you know when you trade or buy or sell, excuse me, your home you'll free up some of that money, right? If your home is worth $300,000, you sell, get $300,000. Maybe you buy something that's Mm -hmm, mm $150,000 in it because it's smaller, okay? So you put money in your pocket, you lower your monthly costs because your bills, your utilities, your property insurance, or excuse me, property taxes, well, and your insurance, by the way, your Mm -hmm. property insurance, your home insurance might be cheaper as well. So your monthly expenses go down as well. Uh, You'll have to maintain less. I mean, Let's face it. When you get older, you can't do as much physically. Mm-hmm. So or you, or you don't, don't want to. Or you don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. exactly. Yeah. Or you don't want to. I think of my uh, my stepmom. You know, she hates yard work. Hates it. Right. So she always finds a, a house that you know doesn't have a lot of yard work to it. Yeah. You know, if you downsize, you got a smaller lawn to mow. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you move to an apartment or a condo or a retirement community where most of the outside stuff, you know, is taken care of in your monthly. Um, you know, fees or homeowner association or whatever it may be. Hey, I, that squirrel moment. I, we've seen a lot of more of those um, 55 plus communities popping mm-hmm. up, you know, for people pre-retirees who aren't even right. in retirement, but they're kind of getting like to your point, getting prepared for it. And those have those kind of zero maintenance lawns and, you know, they've already starting to get, you know, they have um, directors of the place that kind of, you know, coordinate all activities and those kind of things. So, and we've got one in Cape, couple in Cape. So yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So downsizing will uh, force you to do something that some people have a major problem with. Mm-hmm. And what's that? All your stuff. All your stuff. <laughs> Reduce your possessions. Okay. You probably accumulated a vast array of stuff mm-hmm. over your lifetime. Uh, tidying has become a popular craze over the last few years. Tiny houses. <laughs> yeah. People moving into tiny homes, getting rid of everything. So, um, but you know, some of that stuff's good. If you haven't, you know, there's different rules that people have. If you haven't used a particular thing mm-hmm. in the last 12 months, you're probably not going to use it. Oh, I might. I, well, <laughs> you're actually good about that. Though. I you am. Don't. I am. I do. I, and I donate a lot. I go through and clean and purge. So yeah. You know, because there, there are certain people mm-hmm. that man they just you're right yeah there's an excessive it, on each end <laughs> there is it's yeah. like hoarding yes. to the next level yes it's unreal correct. yeah no you're and, right you're right you're right and so. um you know to me and to many people it's like what are you doing yeah but then other people say hey yeah that's what i do too i like to have my stuff in right. case i ever need it right and that's hey whatever but if you downsize be prepared you got to go through that stuff's got to go somewhere and it's got to (laughs) go it's got to go get out okay yep all right so those are all the good things Mm -hmm. about you know downsizing yep uh there are some 
some bad things right. and some the down, cons, the, the cons, cons, if you will. Yes, thank you. Uh, that we are looking at. Okay. Um, moving, mm-hmm. moving sucks. Period. <laughs> okay. Tell us what you think. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> you and I have talked about this before. Yes, we have. About, yeah. You know, moving and buying a different house, and I'm like. The thought of moving, I'd rather Makes go to the to dentist stomach, every single day mm-hmm. for five days straight mm-hmm. with a root and canal. have all of my teeth pulled out <laughs> than to move. Mm. Oh, man, it's just the thought of that is just makes me want to throw up. That is a little dramatic. But well, it, yeah. Hey, but it's real. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but not only does it, it's awful, mm-hmm. but it is costly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially if you're moving far away or if you're downsizing far away, like you are going to Florida. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving is not cheap. Um, you know, disposing of your possessions, the realtor's commission, and the money you spend to fix up and furnish your new home mm-hmm. could easily amount to a significant portion of the cost of your current house. Yeah. Yeah. I think people forget think that part, too. That. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a good con. Yep. Yep. And by the way, to get your house ready to sell, it might be the opposite. It might be very expensive to quote unquote upgrade to make it more attractive or to repair things that have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's also something to think about, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that could be, you know, you might think your house is totally awesome mm-hmm. and up to date and worth a million bucks. Right. Honestly, it's not up to date. It's not awesome. And it's not worth a million bucks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if any of our viewers watch HDTV, which I'm sure they do, they've seen that because, you know, you always feel more emotionally attached to your home and you think it's great, but not everybody else thinks it's great. So I say that's a guarantee. You're probably going to be painting. You're probably, you know, maybe replacing some flooring, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what about, you know, uh, moving? Mm-hmm. And we already talked about that, but you're unpacking and packing mm-hmm. uh, for everything. You're not going to move. We're talking about downsizing your possessions. What are you going to do with it? You're going to sell it, donate it, throw in the trash, make arrangement for your kids to come get it. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Where's all going? Yep. So you got to have a plan for all this, man. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're married, you and your spouse may have less room for personal space. And let me tell you something. For me, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. It is. I agree. That's an, I think, I think it's probably important for most people. There's very few people I know that don't want to have their own, you know, if they want some privacy or quiet, you know, if somebody's watching a different TV, even it's just different TV shows, you know, everybody has different, what you know, about, likes. What, what about your man cave? Yeah. Your man cave. Yeah. What about my man cave? Yeah. You wouldn't survive. Okay. This is where <laughs> I go to like get away. Yeah. You know, um, watch football. Right. Watch football. Yeah. Uh, in a smaller house. May not have that. Mm-hmm. You may not have a basement at all. Mm-hmm. And you may not have a room mm-hmm. to go look at your shoes. Ooh, I know. Just but saying. The place, you know, if people want, you know, want to listen to music or if you want to read. Like I said, I, what we hear a lot is even just being able to watch two different TV well, we shows. Have, we have a friend that that that, that is, uh, he lives in St. Louis. And he was just talking to me the other day about this. That his One of his friends downsized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, when you downsize, folks, and you got a smaller place, you're going to be closer mm-hmm. and interact with your spouse because you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> so just make sure you understand that and, and how you it really can affect like your, your relationship. You better really yeah. like your spouse. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, those are all what we consider to be cons. We, you know, you and I, yeah. are making this list up. Right, right. So there's other things, obviously, and to yeah. consider. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, that's it. We got to go for this segment. We're gonna got. We have one more segment left, so stay with us. It's all right here. We're gonna talk about. Um, actually, Wait. I don't know what we're going to talk about next. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> I thought you were going to be the topic of the show. <laughs> no, we're going to figure it out. We are. We're going to figure it out. We got about eight minutes left. Stay tuned. It's all right here on the Retirement Playbook. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner? A side piece? I would argue the most important piece of the puzzle is the picture. And the same can be said about your retirement. Hi, my name is Brock Elspaugh from Innovative Financial Solutions, and I would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, give us a call at 573-332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. Again, that's 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Okay, welcome back. We do know what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions, where the retirement people were here to help you bring ideas and conversations, the things that you may not have thought mm-hmm. about before. 
Right. When it comes to retirement planning. When it comes to retirement planning. And I love that we talk about um, other things besides just all the nitty gritty. You know, I think right. this is good. Good conversations. Like I said, it shows that we create an entire plan for you. Well, I'm glad too. And I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think we've had too much coffee today. I know, right? Okay. Oh, we gosh. only have about six minutes left here, Mrs. Alspal. So yes. let's get going. What's the last topic we're going to talk about today? Well, I know we're, you know, a lot of people talk about cutting expenses. You know, we've mentioned that kind of throughout the show. So, but what are some of the ways that people can do that? So we're, so, so the main topic of today's show is ways to avoid returning to the workforce after mm-hmm. retirement. And again, it's okay to work in retirement once you've retired, but it's because you want to, not because you have to monetarily, mm-hmm. right? So what are some different aspects to think about to try to avoid getting back or having to go back to work? Mm-hmm. That's what we've been talking about all day. And now you've asked about cutting living expenses. Right. Okay. Retirement um, can open uh, opportunities to lower your living expenses, and here's a couple ways that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Through better money management, number one, obviously. Frugal living. Less wasteful lifestyle. And the way to do that is to pay close attention to your bank and credit card accounts mm-hmm. for recurring costs that can be eliminated. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've always said this. It's okay to have wants and needs. Okay? It, you Obviously, needs are, you know, food, right. food shelter, and clothing. Mm-hmm. Um but and it's okay to have wants, but make sure that they can fit inside the budget. And what I mean by inside is really underneath. What does underneath mean? Your money going out is lower than what your money coming in is. Right. Right. It's that simple. Yep. Okay. Before <laughs> That's that simple, so many people can't do it. <laughs> but yes, agreed. True. Agreed. Okay, so here's a way to help those people then. Okay, before you uh, purchase anything new, uh, ask yourself: Is this truly needed? Mm-hmm. Or is this just kind of, oh, this is cool, or this would be good. Or it was on or sale. this, stop. <laughs> I, knew I knew where you were going. No, I knew where you were going. But what I'm saying is before you buy something, it's like, hey, do we really need this? Or do I want it? And is right now the best time for a mm-hmm. want? Mm-hmm. Find creative uses for things that you already own. Mm-hmm. Don't just buy something because you think what you have is broke. Okay, talk about it. Ask a friend or your spouse. Hey, can you fix this? Or have you ever had this? And you can keep using it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a huge market for secondhand goods. Wow. Yeah, just in our area, sell at Simo. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, my brother re- recently moved and, and pretty much furnished his entire place hey, from secondhand and there's goods. Nothing yeah, wrong no, with that. and they were great, great, great shape and everything. So, yep. So consuming less, and I know we live in a very, very consumer-driven mm-hmm, society. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, that's what, anyway, yeah. you get that point. You're right, and, um, and, and, and have it now mentality. And then have it point. now yes. mentality, yeah. keep up with the Joneses, all that stuff. Don't want to wait. It's all negative, mm-hmm. okay? Consuming less is better for both your pocketbook and your footprint on the earth. What do I mean by that? Get rid of the frivolous and unnecessary spending each month. And it will leave more money, obviously, for you to spend on experiences and helps to secure your retirement. There are so many positives to just looking at what you have. And if you're in debt, I want you to get mad mm-hmm. at the fact that you did this. And no one else did it, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're the one that got into debt. And... Get mad about it because when you evolve and involve emotions, things happen more quickly, more, um, it, it, well, it happens, period, right? In other words, you might say that you want to get out of debt, but do you do the things to actually prove that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you get mad and you get emotions involved, you're more likely to, to actually have those things happen. Right. Yep. Own it and fix it. Own it and <laughs> fix it. Yeah. And sometimes, especially when you get into credit card debt, because credit card debt is all it is, is an indication that you spend more money than you make. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people, they use credit card properly, which is, hey, well, kind of like us, we mm-hmm. use it to get points on uh, Southwest. Right. Okay. We pay it off every single month. Mm-hmm. We pay zero in interest charges. Right, right. Okay. 
Um, but even that can be dangerous. So mm-hmm. that is for a very, very small portion of the population that can actually have the discipline to not use it otherwise. Yep. It's hard. Yeah. And especially in this very sales-oriented culture that we live in. Hey, you got to have this. You got to have this. Mm-hmm. And you really don't. Yeah. So you use that credit card to buy that thing and you yeah. don't need it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, so these are things to think about so that you don't have to way, go back to work. Exactly. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you I know. Will. So I get off on something. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but, 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 but my point is, is that it's easy to get off track. Just don't let yourself do it. Mm-hmm. And that's all discipline. That's what it is. That's the definition of discipline. Doing things that you know you should do, but don't really feel like doing. Or that kind of go against the grain of society. Yeah. And if you need help with discipline, that's what you're here for. You're pretty good at that. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's part of your financial plan. You give some, hey, you have to give some tough conversations with people at times too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Look, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I operate. And I think that's appealing to a lot of people. That's why we've built a good business. But to sit here and tell you, oh, it's okay, it's all right, you know, no, it's not okay sometimes. All right, you just got to fix it. You just got to fix it anyway. Okay, (laughs) I'm done. We're done. That's all the time we have for this week, guys. Have a awesome, fantastic week. Remember, it's not all about what society says that you should have. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Yep. Focus on you and your family and everything will be just fine. That's right. All right. That's it. We got to go. You've been listening to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Annuities are not guaranteed by FDIC or any other governmental agency and are not deposits or other obligations of or guaranteed or endorsed by any bank or savings association. When considering replacing or transferring out of an annuity, it is important to understand what costs may be incurred, such as surrender charges and the loss of death and or income benefits. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.